Au revoir, mes amours. Welcome to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose, where we take a subversive look at all the celebrity gossip you want and some you never knew you needed. We'll take a deep dive into the hidden meanings of what's really going on in the world of pop culture, because here we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I'm your host, Emily Rose, and... I'm just going to get right into it because we got a jam-packed episode this week. But first, just got to do a little check-in. Just got to say, you know, how are you? You know, how are you doing? You've been, you've been looking, you've been looking different lately. I don't know if it's something you've been doing with your hair. It's just something about your look. It's, it's looking right. I think you'd probably agree. I think you know what I'm talking about. Whatever you're doing, it's working, babe my eyes are on you. That's all I have to say. As for me, I'm good. Uh, I'm feeling like a new woman. I got my ears pierced this past weekend. And like a child, I've been telling everyone who will listen. Um, I had them pierced first when I was a kid and then took them out and the holes closed. And so I've only had it on my to-do list for uh, a few decades now to get them redone. And so here we are. Why am I telling you about this? I don't know. I I frankly don't know. I mean, it's kind of a question that I guess, I guess we don't really want to get too into because then it's like, you know, what, why are we doing anything that we're doing? You know, does any of this matter? And oh, oh, there it is going off the rails before we even began. Uh, Okay. We're going to get, I want to say back on track. I don't know if we were ever on the track. I mean, I think the ethos of this podcast is that it's always at most maybe adjacent to the track. Um, but we're here and we'll just keep things moving along. So for today's episode, it's a Patreon unlocked episode. So it came out a couple of months ago on the Patreon and it's all about celebrity birth charts, deep dive into the astrology of the celebrities we love, some we don't, but we can't look away from like the train wreck that they are. And it's it's fun. It, it's with Sammy P, who's often uh, my co-host on the Patreon, and we we keep it as fun and engaging as we can. So it's not meant to be just illegible astrology jargon. It's more for the people. We get into it. We get into their top six and look at how that plays out within the public spectacle of their celebrity. So that's that for the episode this week. If you've been here for a minute, you hear me talk about it usually at the top of the show, but the Patreon is my little circle of trust bonus episode. Uh, It comes out every week. It's five US dollars a month. It's a way of supporting me and getting a slightly more unhinged after hours version of what I do around here. So it'll give you a little taste of that with uh, with the episode. I do also have a actual bonus Patreon episode this week, as per usual. That'll be coming out on Wednesday, and that's with Meredith Lynch. We did a Q&A. I asked for some questions. You guys provided them, and we gave some answers on just our innermost thoughts on some celebs that are on our minds. So that'll be out on Wednesday to subscribe. You can go to patreon.com slash it's become a whole thing or just in the show notes. You you know, you know what it is. We're going to get right into it. First, let's just pause. Let's take a moment. Hit me with a little five-star review, you know, like uh, we're, we're so close. We're so, so close 
to 300 reviews on Spotify. I don't know why I keep saying we like in the royal we. It's it, you know it's just me and my laptop and my dog who ignores me all day long except when it's time to record the podcast and then he becomes really noisy and clingy for just that brief time. Neither here nor there. Um, but <laughs> if you'd like to support the pod, remember Tinkerbell? Uh, from Peter Pan and how, you know, she she needed people to clap for that sparkle. Yeah. I need external validation via podcast reviews and just like general praise. I mean, I make no secret that words of affirmation are one of my love languages. I like to receive them. I mean, I also like to give them out. It's a two-way street. Okay. Once again, off the rails, we're, we're getting back on track. One last note before we get into today's episode. This episode of It's Become a Whole Thing is brought to you by the podcast called Pop Pantheon. So you guys, okay, you know how we love overanalyzing around here. I mean, I don't think there's any other way to understand something other than obsessing over every little detail. I mean, well, there are other ways to understand things, but that would be another podcast for another type of girl, you know? And by girl, of course, I mean, you know, the the girls, gays, and theys, and maybe the two straight men who are here <laughs> listening. Hello. But this podcast, it, it's very much in line with what we do around here, but a little different flavor. So every Thursday, DJ Louis Fourteenth is joined by pop critics and super fans to overanalyze all your favorite pop stars and then rank them in this official pop pantheon. I've become really obsessed with it. I've been listening a ton over the past month. Um, it has this whole system of seven tiers created to sort out the world of pop stars all the way from like icons down to flops. It's like fantasy football for pop fans. And you know, I always say that like we need to make the love of pop culture as legitimate as pro sports and treat it as such. Well, that's what this podcast does. And we love that. They've had guests such as Lindsay Weber from Who Weekly, Ira Madison the Third, and Gia Tolentino, my girl. Um, she's not actually my girl, but I admire her. She's one of my favorite authors and journalists. Um, her article for The New Yorker, um, The Age of the Instagram Face, was the inspiration for one of my very first um, podcast episodes all about the history of beauty standards and plastic surgery, body modifications, Kardashians, all of that, and she was a guest on Pop Pantheon, so you can get it right from the source. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, listen and subscribe to Pop Pantheon wherever you listen to your episodes. That's it for the top of the show. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay, and we're live in three, <laughs> two, one. <laughs> I'm here with Big Papa Daddy. It's become a whole thing. I'm so honored to get a moment of your time. That's me. I'm the big papa daddy <laughs> yeah that's you you're doing that's so good thanks so much what I mean in I'm what I'm proud of you I'm proud of you you okay you have been working hard with your videos promoting you have submitted a draft of your first book like that is huge I it it's amazing <laughs> it is like actually yeah it's a pretty cool yes congratulations it's 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 all happening as Sheena Shea would say it is all happening should I get that tattoo on my arm yeah just as big as her in the script with I think I feel like each letter of each word is capitalized like the first letter of each word is capitalized on hers maybe probably probably <laughs> so remember that detail I did like the movie almost famous when I was growing up I that was that's a unique thing to me as a teenager <laughs> like I think that's what compelled both Sheena and Kristen to like move downtown LA and like try to pursue their dreams 
to be blue jean babies la ladies yeah yeah I, yes but didn't we all make that movie our personality Born it was a very age? yeah it was a very cool vo- like when you're a teenage girl to be like wow i wish i was like free and like confident and sexy and hanging with a band and like it's it was definitely it hit it hit right when you're a teen yeah and it made you wonder what are quaaludes which i still don't really know <laughs> oh i know if anyone has a hookup for black market quaaludes like <laughs> let me know because like <laughs> i'll put out a call on the internet i don't care well i only see it in movies well because they made it in the 80s right and then discontinued it yeah, there's still some floating around that have been preserved, but they're very hard to come by. I imagine so. Uh, well, hey, you never know. You gotta, you, you can't, you can't know unless you ask. Yeah, so, exactly. So what's up, readers? And <laughs> and if you've done Quaaludes, let us know, because we're just, we're wanting to know, like, what's the deal? Is it as fun as the movies make it seem? <laughs> I know. Is, is it as fun as Wolf of Wall Street made it seem? Crawling. <laughs> that that was a very iconic scene. I mean, I I know that I feel like they're trying to discourage its use uh, in movies, but I'm like, well, my takeaway is my <laughs> well, takeaway. My takeaway is you just scale it back. You know, yeah, just exactly, do a little bit. Little did they know, some of us out here are absolute trolls and see that and we're like, oh, <laughs> well. Well, you know what? Having all my muscle function melt away into a puddle, like it doesn't sound too bad. Hey, can't knock it till you tried it. And yeah. so. it looks relaxing. And don't we all need a little bit of that? <laughs> we sure do. Actually, I mean, uh, I'm feeling relaxed because I'm chatting with you. I missed you recording. Like, I feel like it's been months. It's been, oh I think God. it's been, I think it's been one week that we had off. Two weeks? Really? It might be two or three, but yeah, I, I, two or three? Yeah. I traveled across Canada to go to a wedding, got COVID, moved into a new house. Um, so I've been fucking busy. Um, but you know what? I've been thinking about you because I've lost my sense of taste and smell and I love it. I hope it never comes back. <gasps> oh my God. You, you finally, you lost your sense of smell. That's the yes. greatest gift that could ever have happened to you so yeah, do you just like, just walk the streets like a free woman I literally I don't care like about anything anymore I'm living so free I don't care if someone hasn't showered I would never know I don't know if they haven't brushed their teeth I don't know if like I could eat anything I'm, I'm drinking a black coffee right now like I could eat uh, a fish sandwich something that formerly would disgust me like if anyone's new here, Sam can smell a hot dog stand from like 10 blocks away. Like you have a, <laughs> well, okay. That just makes it sound like I have a hot dog addiction, but actually but I'm you a can, super smeller. <laughs> you are. No, I'm just, I'm painting a picture here. I'm not. <laughs> you I'm, had to start with the hot dog, Emily. Okay. okay well, I'm a little, I'm a little sensitive because let me tell you what happened. I arrived and when I saw my mother, she gasped her eyes twinkled and she put her hand out to my stomach. So certain was she that I was pregnant and that my reveal was just showing up like Beyonce ripping off her jacket. (laughs) When she was touching my stomach, I was like, um, uh, I'm not pregnant. And she was like, oh, your belly is big. (laughs) 
sniper from the side. Oh my god. What she was so stunned and shocked that I wasn't. She like couldn't even like regain her balance because she had already been living in the moment where I was, let alone like I my period raging. I was I'm not whole, pregnant. Her whole life as a grandparent flashed before her eyes. Yes. She pictured it all. She was planning outfits. She was <laughs> In that moment, she saw the past, present, and future, and you ruined that by saying- I ripped it away from her. Yes, that is exactly what happened. And I was like, look, mom, it's been a long pandemic, okay? Like, I've been eating, like, I have been ill and just eating pizzas at home. So, sorry, no baby in there, just just pizzas. I- she has the best of intentions, but that is so, that's so bad. <laughs> Because it's not just like, a, oh, are you pregnant? It's like a full-on mystical, <laughs> eye-twinkling, soft belly touching. Like, yeah. I understand what you're here to tell me. <laughs> yes. Like, literally, she thought I was doing a bit, a reveal. Oh, no. You just, did you have a sparkly jacket on like Beyonce did in in her performance when she revealed her pregnancy? I, I wish, but I was in sort of an on pure waist prairie dress. So that really added to the pregnant lady. <laughs> it's, it's, it's always the, it's always the puffy dresses. Like that's. Yeah. What, yeah, I, I when thought I went it was to... like disguising the bump, but it, it it really I think highlights it more. Yeah, that the same thing happened to me when I was getting a vaccine and I was wearing a wrap dress, and she had to ask me three times whether I was pregnant. Looked me up and down each time, and then finally I was like, "Can you stop looking at me and asking me if I'm pregnant? Like I'm told you I'm not." She's like, "Well, you're well, you're wearing a maternity dress," and I was like, "Well, okay, <laughs> you will not." No, not her coming back with a zinger. I know. She's like, well, I'm a nurse and we look for signs. I'm like, look for signs. You're asking me questions. I'm telling you the answers. We look for signs like about people's fashion. About people's fashion and their appearance as she's like giving me the Anna Wintour like feet to feet to head. I'm like, excuse me. I'm here to get vaccinated, ma'am. Not red to filth with my... Bo- body shape and outfit choice like <laughs> yeah. um I've really fallen in love with this maternity brand hatch <laughs> <laughs> you're like but if you do want maternity clothes I'm like it's so Wait, cute Sam, you're what what are you trying to tell me something now <laughs> I know right like I'm going, well I do have a big ass belly I've got to accommodate um and this is for it's for all stages of moms pre-pregnant like through pregnancy and beyond with your like postpartum body and I may not be postpartum but my body is like well I well I was wearing I was wearing overalls for a couple years that I didn't realize were maternity wear and I think you pointed out to me someone pointed out to me yes yes I remember those ones I didn't realize I thought they were just baggy overalls but then you were like no look at this look at the spacing for the belly like look at and And the brand was like two peas in a pod or something it was it was like no I think it was like literally called motherhood brand or something like that yeah (laughs) we were having this debate you're like check the tags and I was like damn it (laughs) well (laughs) oh there's nothing wrong with it ladies like you know let the gut out ladies ladies fellas wrap up (laughs) get your Get yeah. yourself to the maternity section. Anyway. Yeah. Get yourself some loose billowy clothes and just live your best life. That's why I'm trying to, that's why I'm trying to pioneer the troll stroll because 
the the whole concept of a hot girl walk has been too much pressure for me for a long time and I'm just gonna I'm going the other way I think I've already gone the other way (laughs) in my in my general brand and persona but yeah I'm fully you've been living that brand for a long time (laughs) I've been living the troll stroll life yes yes and so now I'm capitalizing on it um and saying join me I'm smelling merch I'm feeling merch brewing for the troll stroll oh man wouldn't that be that'd be great um yeah I and like maybe some possums we mentioned possums briefly on the patreon I think once or twice and I get people sending me cute pics of possums all the time now yeah oh that's so nice Australian possums which are which look different but are even arguably cuter um, oh so. uh yeah I mean they're less like ugly but they're also scarier um I love they said they're not little... scary they just hiss a little bit but they're not dangerous oh okay well I thought Australian possums were a bit more dangerous but it's okay I'm not a possum expert never claimed to be however I did hear that possums are considered chewy. people are like oh my god millennials and their possums they're the next um like owls or something like from <laughs> I was like you guys can't even let us have our fucking possums god damn Gen Z is out for our throats we can't have possums what are we allowed to have what <laughs> like okay I get it we can't have we can't do unicorns anymore that was a while ago um <laughs> I get it you can it. keep going as long as you want with those unicorns Emily you can have as many as you want in your house no one can tell you no <laughs> yeah no Gen Z's are allowed in this house because <laughs> I already get made fun of enough online as is so <laughs> um okay so we're not allowed to have possums you know what no we're allowed to have them we're allowed to have them but people are saying they're getting overexposed possums and raccoons and I'm like oh my god they're a fucking animal animals are not a trend okay I animals are not a fucking trend okay just (laughs) just because every couple years there's a wave of merch with a whole bunch of like I think the last big thing that I noticed was like narwhals you know those were everywhere okay no well I can think of some narwhal stuff I guess I just didn't get swept up in the narwhal craze (laughs) well and I (laughs) I also noticed this too when many years ago I made myself an anglerfish costume for Halloween and then uh and then people were noticing that they started to see it everywhere and they were like maybe you started this and I was like maybe I did (laughs) I love that yeah never hesitate to claim credit for a global trend never hesitate (laughs) Pinterest at the time had very few answers for how to construct a anglerfish costume. So I really had to, <laughs> I, I really had to brainstorm and I had to reconfigure yeah. things. Yeah. You were on the forefront of that. Absolutely. No one can take that from you. Yeah. Um, well, should we get into it? Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, it's once again, so good to have you back, but as you know, you've been sick and we don't tolerate signs of weakness on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I apologize for the for the sound of my voice. Okay, everyone, you can you can sense my weakness, but we're gonna we're gonna plow forward. <laughs> oh, you don't you sound fine now. You just you know, a little little raspy. You, you sound like uh <laughs> you sound like someone who's just you know had a few drinks and a couple smokes. Great, that's a compliment to me. Yeah. Um, I like when people have a bit of a smoker's voice, but um. Anyway, let's just carry on. 
let's just carry on. So we're going to talk celebrity astrology today. Which one, who are we going to start with? Oh God. Um, sorry. I lost the tab. I'm going to get it. Find the note, girl. Find the note. <laughs> okay let's do martha stewart okay great first (laughs) choice so yeah we're there's no rhyme or reason to which celebrities we're going to cover today we're just gonna cover a smorgasbord of people across all sections of life so what better to start with than our queen martha um speaking of trends like I feel like she's really cool now she does things with Snoop Dogg she posts hilarious Instagrams you've been on Martha Stewart for a long time like you knew she was a baddie long before the world did yes I have been on Martha's dick for a long time I've been a big fan since high school I like religiously would read her website her weddings like I considered her taste to be like god level like I was like okay I want to be like Martha and I'm surprised she's not a Virgo like her Venus is in Virgo my rising is in Virgo um and I think that's a very strong placement for her obviously like she is so organized and everything has to be just so And that's why I relate to her. And I also love that she's kind of a bitch and that she like didn't, you know, didn't turn on anyone and just took the jail time and just kind of made it iconic. And yeah, she's definitely a badass. And yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, she could have gotten less jail time for snitching and she refused. And they made an example out of her for an insider trading job that I think was like a hundred or $200,000, which for us regular folks, might sound like a lot of money. It's not like this happens every single day, (laughs) like basically legally. And they just unfairly drag her through the mud and she she took it like a baddie. She sure did. And like, she's also sex on a stick, like her selfie game, her Instagram, like I live for like a Martha pool, kissy face selfie moment. Yeah. And the thing is too, that I know people associate Virgos with being organized, but the way, the way that she is at her core is like this personality wise, messy, mean, funny bitch. And I say that in the best way. Like I would love to have dinner with her, you know? Yeah. Um, But that's, that's not very Virgo. Like the way that she just comes for people or she'll just give these cool little digs. I, I love over the years, she's been asked about Rachel Ray and Gwyneth Paltrow. And she's like, "Mm, they're cheap imitations. Like she'll, she will not hold back. Yeah. I remember when people were like, um, Martha, what do you think about Blake Lively launching a, a similar, like Southern hospitality themed brand with preserve? And Martha was just like, let her try, let her try. she quickly failed she completely ate shit at that so like Martha knew which if anyone's listened to our Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds episode you'll know uh it was a short-lived celebration of pre pre pre-civil war southern America (laughs) and somehow it didn't go over well (laughs) oh my lord yeah and like Martha's so knowledgeable like Blake like I'm sure she can cook a good chicken and like bake well I'm sure she can but like Martha is like an extremely 
experienced seasoned chef and like entertainer and like it's just it, it, the hubris involved with like a 24 year old trying to do the same thing was just um, Martha knew that like bitch please <laughs> yeah you're not on my level but I'll show you my level and you can watch for your own entertainment um, yeah 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 when when uh Dulmo's on the podcast I've, I've been thinking about this so much since then she pointed out that Martha Stewart was the original influencer Yes. Yeah. People was, wanted to be Martha and we're like, wow. Okay. Like this woman has it all. Like she was a model in her youth. Then she became like the premier hostess. And, well, she like, was a stock trader first. She worked on wall street. Then, yeah, then was a hostess. And, and she was really the first person that it wasn't just like, Oh, what clothes am I wearing? But it was like, what clothes I'm wearing. These are my linens. These are the plants I have in my house, the food, like everything yeah. about her life um was was out there and she was giving us these instructions which yeah she she broke it down really simple so that we could follow and we could imitate her and like yeah yeah I love that about her but we haven't even talked about her chart she has a very she has a very I know this is just this is now Martha Stan account she has a very very fiery chart and and again it makes sense she loves the spotlight and she loves to be chaotic in a very contained way like saying mm -hmm. like saying let her try um we've yeah got that's the moon and sag coming out right there yeah <laughs> okay so yeah sun and leo moon and sag i know it's like where do we even begin i just want to say first of all i know we've said this and i will say it again i think the pop culture astrology has it all wrong about sagittarius and actually most of the signs for that matter but Sagittarius moons will just they will just say shit and they, they're gonna eviscerate you yeah they'll go for the jugular and then just stand there smiling and be like sorry you can't take a joke yeah or actually the truth that that wasn't the joke like like that was just like <laughs> yeah the reality is you're going to fail because you could never be me you stupid bitch <laughs> yeah why would you be upset by that yeah and that's didn't you know the truth someone had to tell you I thought <laughs> yeah that's a Sag moon and it's nice too because Sag moons let things roll off their back yeah like they can get fired up but it's not it's not like a hold on to grudges kind of sign it's just like move on mm -hmm. and her son and Leo like makes so much sense when it comes to like how she presents the splendor of her homes her life it's just so rich and like overflowing with abundance and like can you imagine being a guest in her home and like she's the one who taught me about like having a basket for guests in the room you know of everything they might need and ah so those little things that people remember yeah and so leo it's ruled by the sun um it is like the sign of you know the archetypes of the lion and it is very that it's this very golden sign it's very like I am the sun. Everything yeah. revolves around me. Look at me. But I actually, I love that about Leos. Like, I really do. I, I love that they're unabashedly just like, hey, I'm here. I would love some attention. What do you guys think? Yeah. Well, Martha makes it not desperate. Like she makes, she has that like royal feeling to her, but she's never like clawing and begging for attention the way that like Kylie Jenner does as a Leo as well. That's true. Not all Leos are made the same. And, and yes, yeah, some of them do have this very regal quality, like, like the, like the lion, like, like the, the pride, yeah. pride of the herd, her, the, and, of the, and of the, I, like, what am I trying to say? 
the head um, lion yeah what what is the, the lion in charge what what um we got two good brain know. cells between us today <laughs> the, Alpha the lion? king of the lions lion boss the boss of the lions lion king <laughs> <laughs> biologists sound off what are they called we um, never said that we were animal experts we are not experts in anything no, for that matter. We've said, we've said that like 10 times this podcast. We are not animal experts. So if anyone's here for that, just turn yourself around now. Um, um, okay, Mar- Martha's a Scorpio rising. Which, okay, there is nothing more lethal in this world than a strong Leo-Scorpio combo. Oh, it, interesting. Well, it's the most, uh, it's, it's a combo of true chaos. <laughs> it's true. Like to me, they're very much in opposition to each other, but they're both very strong signs. Like they're, they're both fixed signs and it's like fire and water. And they both love power in different ways. So mm-hmm. yes. Leo, Leo's a little more overt about it. Like they're just like, Hey, um, it's, it's more of like a friendly, sunny way. That's what I like about Leo's. It's all kind of, it feels pretty above board where there's like hey here's me like what you know let's uh let's put me in charge scorpios are more cunning and kind of behind the scenes and plotting and just it's that lethal combo that really makes someone either the most fun person or terrifying person well when you think about her power like the power she has and how she was able to create a brand centered around herself as the CEO, as this figure of, um, like, what's the word I'm looking for? When people want to imitate you, I don't know. Let's just say influence. She wants people to look up to her. Yeah, this brand where she is influential, aspirational, right? Yes. As as a woman in the '80s, '90s, like how difficult that must have been and how much resistance she must have been met with and how many boardrooms full of men like were her adversaries like I can only imagine that she has had to knife quite a few people on her climb truly and that's the thing people focus on her being this bitch as this negative thing and it's like she's running a a multi-billion dollar empire that's the other thing she's the first female self-made billionaire in the u.s which is incredible um and yeah and and it's like i can't even imagine the sexism she must have encountered but it's like it's good she had all these weapons on 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 hand so the scorpio rising which is like piercing like scorpio risings are intimidating they can often have this sort of like resting bitch face which great i mean if if only my scorpio aspects were on the outside so i could just like you know walk down the street and um you know not feel so like just like i've got this friendly little air of uh approachability yeah, she, she has a strong armor she's a strong armor so she has a scorpio rising which is very like you can't really read them very well usually mm-hmm. it's 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 i don't want to say resting bitch face I, like it's I, mysterious I, it's I a little like aloof po- poker face um yeah. and yeah and and you're not going to know what they're thinking unless you they want you to know what they're thinking basically and yes. they're going to deliver that in a pretty like piercing way in a pretty just like straight to the point 
um, said with reason behind it, thought out way, um, and then combined with all of this, like sun and Leo, moon and Sag, like this fire behind it, it's like all the fire and then this like little icy exterior to continue. And then, yeah, and that Venus and Virgo, like, is another steely sign like we obviously virgos we love them the healers the hostess the provider like it's it's definitely speaks to her brand but it it's also it's it doesn't fuck around like a virgo is strong honest it's practical like, and a little little bit of a know-it-all like a little bit of like a i told you so kind of sign because yeah. they're because they're so practical and they've thought things out and they think of every little detail mm-hmm yeah, the one surprising thing here is the Mercury in Cancer. So she she does have uh, this like soft emotional placement in her communication area, but it seems pretty well disguised by all this fire. And also she has a Mars in Aries like you. Well, and I I can see the Mercury in Cancer because, okay, I, I hate how people project this image onto women in power as like these motherly figures um I think it's really whack and like unnecessary but there is something just about the fact that like I've watched hours of footage of like her in like in the kitchen like making these wholesome recipes and doing all these like holiday things it is this very nurturing like here I've made this like big dinner for you guys and like that's where her thinking goes you're so right and the other thing about cancer is, is that they really have, um, they really have an ability to have this kind of outside persona, like this way of speaking that's very purposefully, like now I'm in public, now I'm outside the home. This is how I'm going to like put things out there. And, and I'm so squishy and sensitive on the inside, but I'll let that come out when I get home, you know? Yeah. And that's why cancers dominate in reality television and drag (laughs) I was like who's gonna mention it first we're obsessed with that fact and I think it's so fascinating so I I don't know I don't know if we've like talked about this a lot or not at all but if you look at all of the drag queens and all of drag race history and in general just most reality shows the number one most frequented sign is cancers which is like we at first we were so fascinated by that fact um but it does make sense because every water sign is so sensitive that they have to find a way to protect themselves and cancer it's like their hard shell and there's a very soft reality on the other side of that shell but it's like they have to be so careful about who they let in and then on the outside it's like it really is kind of like a double life in a way where it's not like you're not living a lie but you have to put on kind of like a brave face when you're out in the world you have an alter ego that's also you yes yes it's the face you want to put forward into the world and it it doesn't show everything it's like a curated image that's gonna help you succeed and like um so many of the cast of Jersey Shore are cancers. So many of the cast of Vanderpump Rules are cancers. Two of the greatest reality shows of all time. You're getting that like party, like they're willing to be out there and in the mix, but they're also willing to just have lead with their emotions and share them and like 
it, it's all- just the perfect combination. And when that veneer falls, it's the most messy explosion of emotions you could imagine, yes. which is also great TV. And like, they're, they're one of the most professional signs to me. Like they're like, they're good for the company, you know, <laughs> they can, <laughs> I love sh- that. well, they could just show up and, uh, but it's because of this craft. Uh, yeah. I guess kind of like alter ego sort of existence. I don't know. They just, it, it's like a really hearty exterior and a very, <laughs> and a very soft inner world, which I love. Like we, we, we love, we love cancers. And you know, what's funny when we've done episodes in the past about celebrity astrology, I've had people write to me and be like, Oh, I'm, I'm like a cancer or I'm like a moon in Aries. And I've never heard anyone say anything positive until you guys. And I'm like, no, we love, like we, we love this. And it, th- these aspects are explored like so shallowly. They're explored in such a shallow way in like in passing in articles and TikToks, whatever, but there's so much, there's so much more. Um, yeah. There's always going to be people we love with every aspect and you, it, you can always get a bad one or, or a good one for any one of yeah. these. Like. Yeah. Um, yeah. And finally, yeah. Mars and Aries secret weapon. My, also my secret weapon. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, not afraid to fight. I'm not afraid not to af- fight. I'll fight. No. It has to, there has to be for a good reason for it, but if there is, yeah, I'll throw it down. Not literally, but yeah with my voice whereas when I when I like prepare to fight like my whole body turns to liquid I start Mars and Pisces you're a classic Mars and Pisces and I'm a classic Mars and Aries where I'm like oh yeah yeah. you want to fucking go like (laughs) yeah like I I will do it but I will be crying the whole time (laughs) so you're just gonna have to deal with that person that I'm yelling at (laughs) which actually is kind of more terrifying someone like scream crying at you you're like (laughs) yeah it is scary (laughs) you wanted to stop anything so, to make it stop yeah that's so maybe secret weapon <laughs> so maybe yeah that is an even better secret weapon uh, <laughs> so now okay the next celebrity we're gonna do is Paris Hilton and I really tried to pick some celebrities that I think are quintessentially like their sun sign and Paris Hilton is the most Aquarius to have ever Aquarius like truly <laughs> if you and that's for anyone who wants to get into astrology I'm not joking when I say that reading about it and then looking at your favorite celebrities and looking at their charts and studying like those aspects helps to understand it. It really does because you kind of, you've seen how they present themselves and it's a good, it's just a good character study. Yes. Um, I know she is considered a quintessential Aquarius to many and she's like who Benny drama uses as his characterization um, when he does his like zodiac videos, um, which are so funny, I have sometimes not seen all the Aquarius. Like she has a she has some interesting stuff behind the scenes too. So what makes her the quintessential Aquarius to you? Okay, so Aquarius, um, Aquarius is an air sign, but in Aquari- Aquarians are an anomaly. So it's an air sign, but the actual like archetype for it is someone pouring out. A jug of water and so even that is like a paradox and they're just they are a paradox and they like that they're like we're different Aquarians are not like the other girls they're kind of I want to say almost alien like or kind of like they, they kind of remind me of the frequency of cats where it's like you may not fully understand it but it's not for you to understand and you can still just 
fully enjoy that presence yeah totally I always like I find the alien thing so helpful when dealing with Aquarians like they're just not interested in any of the structures of how we set up society and like they don't rules they don't care for any of that they want to literally create their own life and their own world piece by piece completely originally like pulling ideas out of thin air and they're so brilliant and like yeah they want to either change they want to either change this world or colonize mars (laughs) (laughs) yeah they they oh and they're humanitarians that's their most like special kind aspect that i never like when people leave that out like some people i know you you have your opinions about aquarian men and you've been through you've been through one just one bad Aquarian man, right? Or- uh, yeah, but it was enough. But also, <laughs> but also, it's just it's not compatible with my chart. Like Aquarians are out there having thoughts, not feelings, and I don't fuck with that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I do. Like I have Aquarian friends, but I just can't romantically. No. Yeah, that's I'm, fair. I'm too blubbery, you know. Yeah, my boyfriend's an Aquarius. They do have feelings. Like, let's not. <laughs> Like, you know, no, they don't. I'm not saying they're sociopathic here. I they, am just kidding. <laughs> they have feelings, but it's it doesn't shape their decisions. Like they make intellectual decisions on the whole. I would say. Yeah, and maybe it's that they wouldn't put as much weight into emotions in terms of like making a decision. They're yeah. oh, they're gonna prefer to go the logical route. Yes, they're they're just gonna be like like that's that's something that that my partner and I sometimes clash on where I'll be like no you don't understand like I don't care if it's the smartest thing I need to do this thing or I will cry (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it yeah yeah Yeah. like if this is room isn't purple I'm gonna fucking kill myself (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) totally (laughs) reasonable yeah Yeah. um yeah Aquarians yeah there and the other thing too is that okay this is something that that they get shit on for but I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing they can be pretty detached but yeah that can be a positive thing too like detached can be negative and it's like they're not really there or they're not really caring to be like fully present and like open with someone or it could just be like you know what they're above the situation they're seeing big picture and they are like we've moved on okay like these little things don't matter yeah I think being detached is a way to protect yourself and um it, it, it it's just a tool in your toolbox of like getting through the world like I do think they're they're quite sensitive because to to care about the universe and to be humanitarian sign like you care you obviously care yeah and and like for Paris Hilton she <laughs> Paris Hilton to me embodies all of that like she has a sun Mercury and Venus in Aquarius and she is this kind of detached alien and, yeah, and and also like Aquarians love being different. They love being like we are wearing our own. Oh, she's thing. she's We're that doing- girl. She's that girl. She's an original. She's a star. Like yeah. her nickname when she was a child was Star because yeah. she just has this glow. And like she was just like, you know what? She may be honestly a bit of a nasty bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, that- she's had her controversies, and we have not shied away from talking about that in the past. Like, she's- yes, we've yeah. talked about it. Like, she's been really cruel to her friends. She said some really mean things. Like, she's she is like a bit of a like privileged rich bitch whatever 
but she is a 100% original. She cre- like she shaped that the whole aesthetic of the late like 2006, yeah. 2007. Like she created the McBling aesthetic, arguably. Yeah. Oh, totally. No, that's that. I think that's fact. Like that's canon. Yeah. But then, so it's funny because I I don't know why I started watching this recently, but her wedding show, like I think it's called Paris in Love, um, and she's so like she's so afraid of confrontation and mm-hmm. she yeah. can't she cannot handle it she has a mars and pisces like mm. everyone is pulling her in all directions with her wedding she's like okay whatever like she she has like no it's interesting because it's also kind of making me wonder about her multi-billion dollar empires like i don't know what is for the cameras and what actually goes on behind the scenes when it comes to her wedding like she is incapable of making any decisions like her fiance or now husband seems sketchy he's just like mowing over her and being like okay nothing's happening but he's being like weirdly bossy about it and then her mom kathy's getting in the mix and they're like fighting she just has no like they're like what venue do you watch she's like i don't know they're like what country i don't know everything i'm like yeah well if, if my mom and boyfriend were fighting i would shut down as well like that would be horrible no but just but to start with like the reason why they're fighting I mean I think they'd be fighting anyway but the reason why they're fighting is because the wedding is like two or three months away and they're like you don't even know what country you wanted in I'm I'm relating to Paris because I also have air signs for my sun mercury venus and I also have a mars and pisces and like I can't make a decision to save my life and yeah, you're a mutable bitch. Yeah, I'm yeah, exactly. Virgo rising. Like I have so much mutable energy. I could go anyway. It's like it's almost like it's all going to be great. So I, I don't care if if someone else can like I don't care if I get married in fuck what were her options? Probably like Italy or anywhere like in the, the entire French world. Polynesia. She's Paris Hilton. Yeah, exactly. Like these all these gorgeous places and it's like, you know what? No matter what, I'm going to slay the aesthetic of that place. I'm going to do the best of the best that's there. Like, it, it's like, she can't lose. You know what I mean? Like, there's no stakes for her. That's interesting. And like, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, like all signs are either fixed, mutable or cardinal. And so mutable signs are like, they're really, well, no, wait, Aquarius is a fixed sign. Aquarius is- yeah. Aquarius is a fixed sign, but yeah, you're, Gem- signs- you're Gemini and it's a, yeah. and it's a mutable sign. Mutable. mutable signs are just a lot more adaptable, but also like they get very caught up in their environment. Whereas like fixed signs are just like, here I am no matter what, for better or worse, they're like digging their heels in, which is me. Yeah. And I, yes, Aquarians can be stubborn, but they could also present in more of just a like, look, I can see all sides of this. I could see anything working and like, it, it just depends on the person's personality with like what else they have behind the scenes. And um, maybe her Pisces Mars just shows up really strongly. I think even further than that, someone with a Venus in Aquarius and all these other Aquarian signs might not even be super interested in the whole legal proceedings around a marriage. Like yeah see them exactly. being like, why does the government have to give us this paper like we already know what we're doing here you know? yeah I think she's probably a lot more passionate about um her business than this planning this wedding like and like, like and, and like wanting kids and like having their clothes picked out before they're born you know and I'm saying that because she's talked about it but like that's the, uh, these seem to be the details she's preoccupied with she's like I don't give 
I don't care about the day. Yeah, like exactly. I've heard her say like, you know, this is something really for my friends and family. Like I'm not, I, I did it for them and I'm not really like, it's whatever for me. And it, she probably did it because this, this guy wanted it and wanted to make it official. And like, yeah, it, I haven't heard he, anyone he has, say he has bad vibes. I haven't heard anyone say otherwise. I haven't seen that show yet, but yeah, he's been getting bad reviews, which sucks. He keeps referring to her by her full name and being like, I'm marrying Paris Hilton. Like, can you believe, of course it's a wedding to Paris Hilton. Like, and I, I just, the whole thing, I don't know, it rose me the wrong way. And, and he has his own money and he has his own fame, but he just still, there's no limit to how much of a fame whore you can be. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that through all of our study of basically every celebrity. Um, yeah, and when someone when someone dates like 10 abusive guys in a row and then they get married quickly, I, until I'm proven otherwise, I'm not going to think that their husband is the exception to the rule. And that's something I think about maybe Ariana Grande's husband too. I'm not getting good vibes from that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Rushing into things is often a red flag. Like there's always exceptions. You know, there's always people that are like, we, yes, we yeah. got married after two weeks and then we're 30 years, whatever. There's those exceptions, but generally, no, it is a red flag to rush into anything or to have someone like pressuring you to rush into it. Cause often that pressure doesn't come off negatively necessarily, but it's cause they're trying to control you. You just don't realize it. Cause you're like still in the honeymoon phase. And that's the thing is like making decisions in the honeymoon phase can be dangerous. Yeah. And like, how have you had time to heal from your pattern? Like if you've had really like tumultuous, toxic relationship one after another with no breaks in between, I'm just not seeing it being likely that you're going to pick someone completely different who isn't controlling or isn't really volatile or isn't unpredictable or like you know that's who ariana grande goes for and that's also who paris hilton goes for well honestly i wouldn't say that my past history is all that different but i like i it's it's like this thing where i know that i am actually changing things because everything is going so slowly and that's like something that it's like i get to But also you took you took time for yourself that's true yeah. Like significant time being single. How long were you single? <laughs> Forever, <laughs> like years, years. And yeah, and that's true. But I mean, even still, you can always go back to a pattern. So it's something that I check in with myself where like, I mean, also, first of all, my boyfriend's just a very nice person, mm-hmm. but it's like, but, but everything about what we've done has been so slow and just like kind of steady and it, there's no like crazy yeah. rush and it's like okay now I can really settle into knowing that you know like I, I, who's to say what that means like for the future but I just know for now like it is the it is a total departure from that like whirlwind crazy thing <laughs> where you don't yeah. notice that like your heart is palpitating maybe because you're excited and in love but also because like that person is stressing you out yeah like you're a bit scared and like feeling unsafe and and that's you addressing your specific like pattern or what you're trying to change and I I know I hear you saying like that's why I'm so sensitive to Carter that's why I'm so sensitive to like her her husband like I see that in him and I I really get like I actually had to like stop watching the show because of it and it was subtle but I just I was like "Mm -mm -mm, no yeah what I was gonna say is like you're saying that your pattern's very similar to them, but I do think there's important differences. And 
I'm just first of all really proud of you and the way you've handled that and you've worked on yourself and you've drawn attention to what needed to be you know the light shown in that direction but also there's there's signs from the outside you can see when someone's kind of in a bad situation and I really I actually want to pull up Ariana Grande and talk about her next because yeah let's do it I I've watched her we've all watched her in the last year become a completely different person like she doesn't look herself she's changed her whole face her whole look like people people say she's like Asian fishing or whatever and trying to look Asian I, I don't know. I can't speak to that, but I, she, she looks- voice is like this now. She's like, hey guys, I just think I, I would love to talk about my next role. Like, it sounds like yeah, that. It does sound like that. And, and it's just, it's very odd. It's, it's very unnerving to see someone become so different so quickly. And like, when someone's in a happy, healthy relationship, they're not going to be reclusive, thin- painfully thin like tight and like you know you just wouldn't be changing your whole face and body and and disappearing from the spotlight if you were happy I think I feel okay I okay so neither of us personally know Ariana Grande unfortunately um (laughs) (laughs) so we're just going off of vibes I know what you're saying okay like she the way that she looks now is unnerving and I'm not, I'm not closed off to the potential that her fiance or her husband, I guess, could be this sketchy guy. We don't know anything about him, but in terms of the whole reclusive thing, she is, she is a sun in cancer, like Venus in Taurus, Mercury in cancer. Like these are all signs that want to be home. And, and, and also like, I mean, we know she was a Nickelodeon star, so we know just by that fact that she's been through deep trauma that I don't think she's ever going to talk about and nor does she have to. Um, and I mean, for anyone, oh, just, just the tip of the iceberg for yeah, trauma for her, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, I guess, what, what is the beyond the blinds episode? It, Dan, Schneider. Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider. Yeah. Yeah. Look up beyond the blinds talking about Dan Schneider. I, I don't remember if it's on their Patreon or on their regular feed. Um, we're not going to get into that today, but she has been through so much and also like celebrities are always messing with themselves in terms of plastic surgery like even the face that we know of hers like that tanned classic Ariana Grande face is one that is fully formed because of plastic surgery when you go back to like her initial initial look when she first hit the scene so all it would take is a few kind of like weird tweaks and like a new makeup artist to also give you a totally different appearance I mean she's she's definitely had more than a few tweaks like on her face but yes I mean yeah I know what you mean that was a persona that ultra tan um one less problem without you version of Ariana Grande was just an image and like she's actually you know and it's just an Italian girl like she's she's definitely dipped her toe into a lot of different <laughs> racially presenting like um a bit of a journey there um well sort of like Latino slash black for a very long I literally time. was 100 sure she was Latina everyone was everybody was um every like where were you when you found out that ariana grande is white like seriously i know that that was shocking and there's like there's all these photos of her from i don't know when she when she first started on nickelodeon to when she was like up performing with Nicki minaj and it's like 
it's truly jaw dropping. She has fully spray painted herself brown. Yeah, I yeah. So that that's one thing. Well, we won't just like that doesn't that's not what we're here to talk that's about. That's not what we're here to talk about. Let's talk about her emotional life. Um and like as a, as a cancer, like it's tough to to have your ex-boyfriend die tragically um not long after you broke up would be extremely hard. Being at a concert where a terrorist attack happened and killed many of your fans in front of your eyes. Um these are horrific things that I I don't know how I would recover from them. I don't know how I would cope with them. And, and to, and she, she didn't really slow down right after those things. Like she was very much pumping out album after album. She was in the well, whole, she, she was with Pete Davidson. She, yeah. She got, yeah. She got engaged. Then the engagement broke up. Then she went on tour for like a year, year and a half and yeah. Made two number one albums in six months, like did not stop. Um, but I will say that I think that so she has a son in cancer moon in Libra Capricorn rising um I do think for people with a moon in Libra I'm not saying like necessarily that she had a healthy response like I don't even know what a healthy response could look like to like you've been witness to a terrorist attack um and we can't fault her for that but like when you have a moon in Libra, it's very focused on just beauty and art and creating. And I think that's what feeds your soul. And so that is one part that I think could, could be, could have been a good thing for her. Yeah. She definitely poured herself into her art and made so many songs and like, yeah, her, her production around that time was like, her output was insane. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And, and it's funny because, well, for me, I, I didn't look too closely into her fiance because we've never heard him talk or really seen him out and about. But as soon as she got married, I was like, she's settled down. She's not going to put out music anymore. And that's what happened. We mm-hmm. were getting, we weren't just getting albums. We kept getting singles after that, like random yeah. collabs. Like she just did not stop. And then I was like, yeah. as soon as she's kind of happy or feels like she's happy, whatever, um, where the music is going to stop. And that's right. 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 Like what, what fuels her was the like struggle. And now like, you know what? I, I hope she is happy. Like, I really hope she's happy and resting as she should. Um, and that there's nothing sinister going on. I've just heard rumblings that the man is very controlling of her image and of how much she's seen and what she does in her career. Really from blind just rumors. Yeah. Just rumors. Yeah, unsubstantiated. Well, could be, I, could be fake, could be exaggerated. I don't know, people. Yeah, it's tough to know, and and she's purposefully kept him out of the spotlight, which I think is a good thing, especially after like just how public things were um, with Pete. But yeah, like to also the fact that she has an ascendant in Capricorn, it's like your kind of like default is just working. Um, mm-hmm your outer life is like, get back to work. And then Mm -hmm. that paired with the moon and Libra makes perfect sense because Libra's like, how can we make this more like lovely and artistic and, and create something out of this. And so like that combined with the work, it's like, it makes sense that she would just be like, so driven along with the professionalism of the sun and cancer, where it's like, maybe would not have anything to stop her. And so whether her relationship is healthy or not, it's kind of put a slowdown to how much she was just nonstop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like an Ariana Grande stan. Is there a name for Arianators? People? It's not Arianators? good. It sounds terrible. 
<laughs> okay. I'm not a, that's why I don't call myself an Arianator, but yes, I am <laughs> a fan. I am a big fan of her music. Her, her music, her albums have come out at very key times in my life where I needed them the most. I felt like we were going through similar things, not similar like events, but you know, just like similar um, like meltdowns rising from the ashes, whatever. Yeah. So I love her for that. But then I don't obviously don't love like her just fully changing races a couple of times in front of our eyes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I really just have a soft spot for her. We all have our problematic Ooh. faves. Oh, I never, I don't even think other than the spray tanning thing that she's like super problematic. I just, I just don't connect to her music. Like I, I, I think it's so separate from what I knew. Like, I know the depths of what she's gone through a bit, like dating someone with raging bipolar disorder and then calling off your engagement to them. And then, you know, maybe he gets help and, or he quickly moves on and like, and then, you know, and you have another boyfriend who died, who you really care about. And then the terrorist, like there's that, but then the music is like, I like riding dick 24 seven. I'm just like, but it's, but it's not, but it's not. That's what, okay. What I love most about it is that she doesn't care to explain herself, but if you dig deeper into the lyrics, this is real. No, please. I want to know. I do want to know. So her songs are not these like ballads about her heartbreak, but if you take a song, like imagine right after Mac Miller died, like that song, if you just listen on the surface, it just sounds like her singing about a sweet like love that she had um but imagine was mac miller's tattoo and it's all about their relationship and it's all just like imagine a world but like that world will never happen but the song is still like happy in that and that um all she has like all these songs like bad idea where it's like this bob but if you listen to it it's all about her just totally getting the wool wool pulled over her eyes um, not listening to her friends, like being tricked by like this person and herself. Um, so I do think she's processing through the lyrics, but it's like, if I'm going to listen to music about my trauma, I want it to be like fun and dancey. And that's, yeah. and I, that's I, I understand. Like, yeah. That's what I love is that it's like, I don't know. I don't like sad music a lot of the time, but I still want to be real. So that's why I like her music. I know you can't, you can't emotionally handle songs like hoax but I like I love I love hoax I love hoax it just haunts me by but but or or songs you know like a song like breathe in okay I'm gonna I'm gonna stop my rant now but after this but a song breathe in sounds like a dancey pop track but it's about her having panic attacks after the Manchester bombings so I like that kind of thing okay you know what? I haven't given her albums a front to back listen. I'm really only familiar with her singles. So clearly Let's I've got some work to do. Breathing and breathing and breathing. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. A, I knew that. I do know that one. But, but like, yeah, she said like the, it was like her reminder to herself to like take deep breaths when she was having constant daily panic attacks after, after the bombing. So I, I just resonate with that way of processing things. Yeah. And she has a Venus in Taurus, which there's no sign that loves to lock it down deeper and faster than a Venus in Taurus. They're like, right. put, put a ring on it yesterday. Right. <laughs> and the Mars in Virgo, it's very practical. Mm-hmm. It's just like, let's sign your name on the line. Like, let's get documentation. 
let's seal the deal. Yeah. Uh, the next celebrities that we're going to cover are Mary Kate Nashley, which I just did a deep dive um, a few weeks ago with Tori from Ready to Be Petty. But I am, I'm just so fascinated by the fact that it's like Gemini, the sign for them are twins. And it's like these twin Geminis. And it's just like <laughs> super Geminis. Um, yeah. Before we get into them, I want to just take a moment in defense of Geminis. I fucking love them. Um, my favorite people are Geminis. I think the hate is absolutely unfounded. And it's like, what, you don't like fun? You don't like people <laughs> that make you laugh and think, or you don't like people that are intellectually curious? Like what? What's the deal? Um, thank you for defending me and I will defend you in a moment. But yeah, the thing about Geminis that I think people say a lot is that they are like, heartless or cruel or that there's like some lack of like care there and I would like it's so insane to say that like any sign doesn't have emotions when like every person who doesn't have a severe personality disorder has emotions has empathy it cares for others like we're human (laughs) Even Aqu- even Aquarians. No, just kidding. <laughs> I, know, I know you're like you have trouble admitting that one, but like no, no, no. Like, I <laughs> no, that's my own. Like yeah, that's my own experience. That's but- just your wound, and I get it. People are gonna have a little bit of hate for an ex that was a certain sign, and I just think there's it's- a lot of Gemini's in general. Yeah, it's like when you have a name of someone who like bullied you in school, and you don't like that name. But exactly. But, but in general, Gemini's are. I do think they're caring. And I think one of the biggest criticisms that they get is that they're liars. And I think that they'll, it's less that they're liars and it's more that they're like merry pranksters. Like they will just say stupid shit just for the sake of it. And then they'll, they'll fess up to it. They don't care. They're just like, yeah, I just said it just, (laughs) just to stir the pot. Like, it's not like a, I'm hiding this big secret from you kind of way. It's just like, oh, I think this, and now I think this, and then I'm just going to say this before I even have had time to think yeah, that Yeah, right. I forgot about the two-faced slash liar um, trope about Gemini's. Um, the two-faced thing is totally misunderstood. Like, to have two sides, to have to see two sides of an issue, to, have, to be very multifaceted, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make you fake. And the lying thing, I just don't get because I do not lie. Like, other than maybe someone being like, do you like my dress? I, and me having to be like, yeah, like, except I've said, do you like my dress? And you're like, no, <laughs> <laughs> right. Not with you. Cause you're my bestie, but like, <laughs> I, I try to be kind first and honest second. Like if it kind of came down to that, I wouldn't want to be cruel or hurt someone's feelings. But like, I, I honestly don't lie. I don't, I just don't believe there's ever a reason to lie. 99% of the time. So I just don't connect with that. And I haven't known Gemini's to be liars in my life. So well, you like pranking, which to me is lying. It's a it's stop a- saying I like pranking. <laughs> you have been mischaracterizing me horrendously. I have never done a prank in my entire life. I have never even so much as had a surprise party for someone because I don't want to surprise anyone negatively. I told you I jumped out from behind a door twice in my life. And you're like, oh, you are an unstoppable prankster. <laughs> okay. Okay. I well, don't, yeah. I think, no, no, I, I but I will laugh at a prank video, which is the only difference I think between us there. Like mm-hmm. if I see a video where someone gets scared and maybe falls down as a result of a prank, I will laugh. I'm not better than that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Noted. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I, I just, uh, I think that there, 
there is okay i will i will get off this soapbox in one second but i'll just say that gemini's are funny in the way that they will make you do a spit take they will say something so unexpected and funny that you're like what (laughs) and that's it that's so fun who doesn't like that anyway um yeah wait 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 Uh, now i have to defend you okay before we move on i have to defend you as a scorpio and the bad rap that scorpios get like we all know scorpios can plot revenge but that's great like to have a friend that will help you enact revenge against your enemy and understands the value of revenge first of all priceless like absolutely priceless um revenge is underrated severely underrated in our society (laughs) uh i couldn't agree more and if the purge happened my first order of business would be to find all the people that have done harm to my friends and kill them with my cold dead bare hands you know like i would just yeah. i i have just stone face strangling all like, our enemies Quite like, image, like but- I, that i mean <laughs> sorry that's that's okay that's maybe why we're feared i want to take it back because i always like to say we're not serial killers i just really like you're like sure i just described a fantasy where i'm a serial killer but is it not real <laughs> but the fantasy is for is for like um it's not like I'm plotting revenge against all these people in my life, but specifically when it's like people have done harm to people that I love, that's when it gets to that like place yeah. that we're known for it, where I'm like, totally. I see red and I'm like, yeah, uh, don't, don't let me at them. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, you have a strong sense of morality. And that was my favorite compliment that I, that we ever got from a listener that was like, we we're like strongly rooted in our in our ethics and morality about issues and like thank you so much because I really do think we we really do care and and we see the value of being a good person and trying to make the world a better place and like when people do harm I they deserve to be held accountable yeah like and but the one thing I'll say okay yeah Scorpios lol they're good at revenge but they're so funny they're so caring they're so loving they're brilliant. They're powerful. They're magical. Like if you're underrating Scorpios, you're doing so at your own peril. Like you guys well, need to well, get Well, because you don't like people that are real. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we like, I mean, I kind of do think that, but <laughs> that's my own. That's just coming from years of like Scorpio Gemini being at the top of every list of like worst, most hated signs. And yeah, I do think we're loyal and to a fault and yeah we're intense but like okay <laughs> okay <Same> okay <laughs> um I remember us being so devastated that on all the Harry Potter <laughs> on all the Harry Potter Zodiac stuff that was coming out at the time everyone said that uh Draco Malfoy was the Gemini and Voldemort was the Scorpio <laughs> you were like no not the sniveling fucking loser and Voldemort himself <laughs> I would argue that Voldemort's a Capricorn, but, but, and I say that as someone who loves Capricorns, but like, (laughs) but, um, that's neither here nor there. We'll leave that. We'll leave that one. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, get into it, everyone. This is our PSA. Yeah. Um, let's get back on the rails here. Back to the Olsen twins. Okay. So yes, I'm just I'm just enthralled and enamored by the idea of there being this Gemini twin archetype and there being two of like, I think the most iconic twins, the most iconic famous twins. I can't think of any twins that are more famous than 
Mary Kate and Ashley. No, they have a powerful twin vortex around them that ascended them to the top from what could have been a thankless flash in the pan, like time doing direct to video fucking VHSs for kids. <laughs> yeah, totally. And and to I love that into an empire. Holy. Yeah. And I love how they're always together. Like any photographs you still see of them today. It's like they are they're together they're like out having a smoke break together and they're often not even like looking at each other or talking to each other but they're just like in their little zone together yeah they're they're true creative partners they have so many lines they've done it all they've done mid-market clothes they've done perfumes they've done very upmarket leather accessories and clothes now like very like it's not easy to launch a luxury fashion brand that is new that is very well respected and popular like rihanna tried it and failed yeah and no the the row is like it's very iconic and it's very this like subtle absolute top of the top like luxury brand um and when i drop into them i feel like them being twins is their superpower and i think like it any child star is just lucky to have made it out alive and I think the fact that they had each other is what got them through. Absolutely. Like and in my really... mind and what I hope is that they're either not talking to their parents currently or that they've, I don't know, that they don't have access anymore to their money. Because I just, I'm so suspicious of their parents. I talked about this a lot in their episode. Anyone who just pimps their kids out year round from like eight months old, has them working around the clock um, for their whole childhood and teen years, I just don't trust. No, nor, nor should anyone like an eight month old baby can't be begging for work. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, but it's the fact that like, even when they were their choice. Yeah. But it's the fact that even when they were on a break from full house, they would be filming a movie in the summer. Like it it was just, that's that break was meant for them to have literally a a break for all the actors. Um, Yeah. They it's interesting because they have this Leo rising. So it's like, they were these shining stars who they do well with the spotlight on them. I mean, they were just, they were so compelling. Their movies were fun and funny and they were eight girls in this very effortless way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like regardless, like they didn't choose the Hollywood life. It was like hoisted upon them, but they they just shined in it. Like yeah, everyone it- could see that they had it, you know? Yeah, and with this moon in Virgo, it's interesting because it's like, there once again there's that practical mind and it's like to be a to be a very powerful business person that that mood is going to come really in handy like just in terms of like we need numbers to it we need details we're going to go over every detail probably be a bit of a control freak you know mm-hmm. and that's like and that's what's needed to to run a big business it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you're a celebrity like celebrities can slap their names on things all the time and they most of the time they fail so that's not mm-hmm. at all no. like it obviously gives you like a leg up but it's not what uh what makes it actually a success yeah you need the, the quality to be there and the marketing and everything and the image of the brand and and they've done a great job with that and as a gemini myself like my only fantasy my whole life was that I was going to run into my twin, like at summer camp or whatever. Um, 
like in it takes two or the parent trap and just be like wow like there is another half to me like this part that feels like it's always been missing like you know if I had my choice I would never be alone I would be with just another version of me (laughs) really because any twins that I've known maybe this is just my personal experience but they've all had a pretty challenging go of either being like cannot be without each other at any point or are constantly fighting with each other and constantly trying to figure out like their individual identities and it looks hard I've known many blessed twins that um loved each other very much but okay listeners the next celebrity that we're going to do is Billie Eilish before we get into her birth chart we need to tell you about an important discovery we made which that is that her middle name is pirate and that was almost her first name she has three middle names Billy Eilish Pirate Baird O'Connell. <laughs> that is a journey. That was a choice that her parents made. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what? I'm I'm not surprised um, when I look at her chart that her parents were free thinkers. <laughs> yeah. I have some interest. I have some interesting tea on her parents, actually. Oh, what is it? Before she was famous, an ex of mine did this acting workshop or acting class with her mom. And it's just interesting because it was this very prestigious, I think acting or improv school or whatever in LA, um, LA people don't come for me. I don't know which, which it was basically everyone there was like extremely talented and well-known and you kind of had to be that to work there. And she, he said she was the only teacher who just really wasn't talented but she had worked with Will Ferrell back in the day and talked about it constantly and was like kind of this all about fame and like this image and was just like that was what she had to rest on was just like name dropping Will Ferrell and like not was not talented and so I just find it interesting that Billie Eilish is like this LA native whose parents like gave everything to have her career take off from a young age which like isn't isn't so bad in itself but like I'm not saying like her mom is a monster but it's just interesting to hear that and then see where they are now because yeah because both kids hit it big really young yeah so I mean I'm sure any parent would be like proud if they had two superstar kids but for someone who kind of their claim to fame was that they once worked with Will Ferrell um yeah she has a lot better stuff to brag about now (laughs) uh yeah she's like we're good we're yeah um yeah so let's get into our chart yeah let's get into it um sun and sag that's that's our billy like she's she's so blunt and straight to it and And isn't afraid to say stuff yeah she's very bold she's like a fireball like literally in the way that she dresses or kind of the way she did dress um i don't know what her style is now but it, like, it is kind of still that same like ultra baggy like she's had her you know moments of doing fashion spreads with with other aesthetics and showing her body a little more but like her her concert outfits are still those like very baggy like space buns like alternative kind of rock chick look. and very neon like neon is a very Sagittarian thing to me like it's, it's yeah like well in and the she's, dark. she's not just a Sag sun she's a Aquarius moon so there you go with the free thinking like she's not gonna fit into any box like she's she's so different like when I think about her and sort of 
I could compare her to maybe Avril Lavigne, who had sort of an alternative image as a teen, like rock, pop, whatever artist. But Avril's image was so like controlled and sanitized compared to Billy. Like there's no way that the record label was into Billy wearing these gigantic men's clothes. And maybe she- maybe they were. I mean, maybe they like there's there's a good chance that all, all of it was I'm not saying didn't come from Billy herself, but they they know something that's gonna stand out when they see it. So I could very yeah, well- like they could have been like, wow, you're an original. We're going to work with that. Like, and yeah. you can be yourself. Like they, clearly she's not as controlled as the Britney's and the, the Avril's of the past. Like yeah. she's able to be yourself. But I also think it takes a personality to be like, no, you're not going to shape my image. Yeah. Like, and, and like in, in line with like her moon and Aquarius. So it's very like different, very, yeah. Thinking differently about everything. It, pairs really powerfully with her Pisces rising because both Aquarius and Pisces have a lot in common in my view I mean one follows the other in the wheel of the zodiac but it's like they're both like the biggest dreamers you know they're really like in dreamland um and her whole first album was about her thinking about her dreams and her nightmares and like reconciling with them like literal nightmares you know like being scared Mm -hmm. of like what's under the bed and like spiders and and that kind of thing I mean, she's a textbook Pisces rising with her appearance too. that, like those gigantic watery blue eyes and like kind of round face, round lips. Like she's exactly what I would picture. Like me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's something you guys have not in that common. I'm, not that I'm saying I'm like beautiful, like Billie Eilish. She's very stunning. Um, but yeah, it is, it is the big eyed kind of big doe eyes. Just around, just kind of around like moon-like appearance like ethereal like she just is she has that alien energy from alien energy and they always look like they are dreamy but also need to take a nap (laughs) yeah um which is true because if you're a Pisces rising you're exhausted because just being out and about uh you're pouring your heart and soul into it and uh and then you need to like recharge a lot yeah, she also she's has her Mars in Pisces. She's a very yeah. soft, which which it's interesting that so she has her Venus in Sagittarius, Mars in Pisces, and it's this very um, there's a lot of this sort of fire and water in her chart that I see really coming out in like these bold, crazy like performances and styles, but also like her singing about the most vulnerable, heartfelt themes always yeah her image is so tough like when she's talking in interviews she's just like you get that like LA girl seen it all like kind of attitude but her music is so vulnerable and raw and she's so brave to put that out there her age like like she 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 hit the mainstream when she was what 16 17 like Mm -hmm. 15 something like that like it, it the bravery that she has to just stand in her truth and be co-writing songs like this at her. It's, it's amazing. Okay. So I, I fully agree with that, but, and (laughs) I, I think, yeah, I think she's a total prodigy genius, all of that very vulnerable, but at the same time, okay. I was just, I was listening to a podcast the other day where they were talking about Billie Eilish and how her whole thing was being like angsty and like 
full of emotions, whatever. And they were like, every teenager is like writing poems in their room. We're like doing something angsty. And like, they're like, I'm full of feelings. And like, it's all about me and my, you know, me and my ocean of, of emotions. And they were like, if she'd come on the scene, even at like 23, 25, like would her whole thing have been about being angsty and having a hard time? The difference is that her songs and her poems are good. Like <laughs> there's a lot of teen poems out there that are like, you know, storms in my mind, trapped in my room. Oh, never. <laughs> yeah. Most of teen, <laughs> most of teen art is like, uh, un, like should be buried and thrown away most of it. But I'm saying like, she, that's where the prodigy part comes in is that she is a genius, but she was like, you know, like the rest of us at 15 being angsty and for a lot of us making like angsty art about it. I, I think her, like I am, I am where you are an Arianator. <laughs> Arianator, oh God. I am a, a billionator. I am huge Stan. I love, love her music. And I think, and I know her brother helps a lot with writing and production and it's not just all Billy, but like she it's it's so like restrained it's so it mature like it's so wise beyond her years like um it, it, I couldn't believe I could not believe her age like it was giving me like lord you know like so wise beyond her years that it's almost suspicious as to her age when I first heard um her first EP and totally then, yeah. totally ocean ocean eyes Whew. yeah yeah and and have you guys ever heard of it (laughs) (laughs) I love it all like I loved um copycat off her first album and I front to back no skips one of the best albums the last 20 years was when we all fall asleep where do we go I think um yeah I think she's got a lot to say and share with the world and which I think she actually has such a balanced chart like looking at her top four here yeah um she's very balanced she's got every sign represented every very um, element aspects yeah yeah it's it is it's a very very good balance of like earth water um I was gonna say earth wind and fire (laughs) 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 of of fire air earth and water signs which is really good it's like you're lucky if you have that nicely balanced because you can pull on all sides and she does seem I don't know what's actually going on behind the scenes but for someone who's been launched into being the biggest star, arguably the biggest star in the world from age basically 15 onward, she does seem pretty solid, like pretty feet on the ground, head on her shoulders as much as you can be. Yeah. She's, I think about how she's been able to protect her privacy compared to, I hate to bring her up because I'm really mad at her right now, but Taylor Swift, like they, are kind of comparable in their you know they're both singer songwriter pop artists like writing about personal experiences and and they have fans that are obsessed and in love with them but like Billy just has this force field around her where she can keep things private and keep people back and and hold her boundaries strong and like yeah she has stalkers they both do but like I don't know. She just like radiates this like strength. That's like, you know what? You guys can have some of me. I'm not going to give you all of me. I'm not going to be discussing who I'm dating. Don't even ask, like, don't even speculate. Like it just, I don't know how she, it's like, it's like strength 
genuine warmth and boundaries, which like, yeah. how do you have that at that or, or what we perceive as that, but still it's, it's incredible. Whereas, yeah, we won't get into our girl, Taylor. We're in a fight with her right now. Um, but yeah, Billie Eilish, I don't, I, I just, I was worried about her when she first came onto the scene because of how famous she was and how tender her music was. And I was like, I'm just worried about any kind of like child star. And I'm going to count someone who's 16 when her 15, you know, as a, as a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know she, she very easily could not be okay. But after watching her like documentary, like she clearly is so tight with her family and she's, she's kept a lid on things like, yeah, she, she bought a house, but she spends a lot of time at the family house and she, she didn't seem to want to like leave being a kid behind. Like she just has a good head on her shoulders and she just has this energy like she's a thousand years old in such a young body <laughs> yeah a thousand years old but also like yo bro <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> that's so whack <laughs> yeah true <laughs> yeah almost like cartoonish like 90s kid you know yeah yeah she's got like a bart simpson kind of energy too. <laughs> yeah that there's that too like um i love benny drama's imitation of her when he kept going like Pfft and like <laughs> making like fart sounds and be like picking up sand and then be like this isn't gonna be here in a thousand years <laughs> <laughs> yeah he really dropped into her for sure yeah but it was a, yeah she is very much respectful. respectful yeah he always keeps her respectful but it was she is very much both of those things and the fact that I mean even just for anyone to come on the scene with these like crazy baggy neon clothes and then for their voice to be like so whispery soft and ethereal it's like oh you know it's very it's it's very compelling and Mm -hmm. yeah she has a lot of piscean energy to her she has also her mars and pisces yeah very like her inner word is a little dreamer yeah Yeah. she does kind of look like a mermaid Mm -hmm. um who's the other person we said we wanted to do aaron carter aaron Let's end on a really toxic note. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna take it, we're gonna end it uh, very toxically with uh, someone who I cannot stop thinking about. Which <laughs> Your says, current hyperfixation. My current hyperfixation, unfortunately, and has often been my hyperfixation, Aaron Carter. Um, Aaron Carter, oh my God. I mean, look where do we even begin where do we begin I mean he has a lot of the same signs that we've discussed ad nauseum today like he he could have been Billy Eilish if he maybe he had a little bit more mental health support and a stable family yeah and that's like Aaron Carter actually going this is actually kind of perfect because going from Billy Eilish to Aaron Carter who actually have like pretty similar charts it just shows you like the potential in astrology and also like obviously the definition of someone who's like fiery could take on so many different meanings depending on like you know who they are their environment whatever but it's like he I mean all of the Carters were lost causes from the get-go because of how dysfunctional their family is and I think I'm gonna post some clips of House of Carters just put it up yeah, on the grid. you've talked about it enough I've just talked get about it, it out yeah I'm just gonna get it <laughs> out of my system because you see like they are one of the most dysfunctional celebrity families I've seen and that says a lot there's things that happened there that 
we'll never know about and we should never know about and there's the things that we know about that we should (laughs) that should not be public nobody should know yeah like but even just on a baseline the fact that like his parents took all of his money like he turned 18 and was broke that already says a lot his parents were abusive um there was there was hitting beatings in the home there was alcoholism in the home there was instability there was lack of money for food there was everything that you consider an adverse childhood experience and like plus the spotlight for him and plus the spotlight and and like like we said we're not going to go into everything but beyond the blinds uh, uh, they hinted that there was you know other kinds of abuse in the house too so every kind of dysfunction and abuse you could imagine existed within the carter household and they were also global superstars to just make it that much more fucked up and, and the, so- the kids were supporting the parents financially they were putting food on the table from a young age so yeah yeah, yeah for their swamp creature parents um so he has his his chart is just a mess like him i mean well it's just it's all it's Sagittarius it's cancer like what do we even it's like I mean he defies astrology (laughs) in some ways but also he is his chart no he okay like to have the the blunt um aggressiveness of Sagittarius in your sun rising and Mercury that's that's your personality like in a very simple way your personality how you perceive yourself how others perceive you and how you communicate into the world is just like a blowtorch (laughs) Yeah. And if you're a little dysfunctional, then you have all those Sagittarius placements. You're going to be fighting people in bars, like, yeah. uh, you know, every other weekend. Which and then is, to which have the- what, what he's doing and you're going to film it and put put the photos out on your grid, which is what also what he's been doing. And the moon in cancer is so evident, too. He's so sensitive. He's so reactive. He's got just like this broken heart that is just on display, like constantly lashing out against his family name dropping all the time he's like what happened to him has traumatized him so much well your moon your moon is i know your moon is your inner world and cancer's ruled by the moon so it's like when you have a moon in cancer it's like very amplified like and it's it's this very emotional sign it's in the placement of like where your emotions come from so it's like yeah it it's this tortured existence for him he's like he's he's drawn he wants that family and that was the saddest part of house of carters is how much they were obsessed with trying to make a family home and be like guys we said we would do a fucking family dinner you fucks like it was always like just like we have to stick together as a goddamn family you fucking idiots like you know and it's like whoa okay this is so broken it's it's that push and pull of like we want this we want to make what we never had we want to be stable we want a safe home but they're so broken that they can't help but like constantly inflict violence on one another. Yeah. And cancer is a sign of like family and nostalgia. So it's like even more sad with the fact that it's like this sign that always looks back to the past and almost kind of like will hold on to the past and hold it up on a pedestal at its worst. Yeah. And that yeah. he had all of his fame when he was like nine years old yeah. and then hasn't really since then. And like, I know. And, and the way he's just, he, he's always reaching for and grabbing for his he has a twin a twin sister angel and he's he clearly had a very close and fraught relationship with nick as they're both boy banders or whatever and they're both you know they're they're competitive and they're like yeah weirdly close and like and and to have all that obsession 
end in a restraining order, a double mutual restraining order against him from from those two siblings is, is just heartbreaking. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know what he did to like deserve well, that. Well, he threatened he threatened their lives and their babies' lives. Yeah. So, like, he's so. he's he's and again, let's separate personality disorders and uh, yeah, astrology not- here. He he has like severe un mostly untreated like mental health problems so and addiction constant yes. addiction and just yeah no no basis like yeah terrible parents one passed away well they lost a sister yeah i know and 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 aaron carter said he felt responsible for the deaths of his sister and his dad they 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 this is such a like an american tragedy this family like these people like they say hurt people hurt people this is what it looks like at its worst like Uh, yeah a family of famous hurt people really hurt people yeah Um, yeah why did we choose to end it on this I did that I did that (laughs) maybe I guess I'm toxic in one more (laughs) can we should we I don't know I mean or should we just leave it on a (laughs) <laughs> horribly depressing now I'm like looking at our list like Lindsay Lohan I don't know I um, think I think that we should do more than one of these episodes I mean we've done one for the Patreon I think we should just I mean we could talk about this all day I think there's and we could talk about it endlessly I mean if the people want it speak up and we'll we'll give more um but just wrapping up Aaron you know what I have to say about the rest of his chart is like Venus in Capricorn so Venus and Capricorn people like approach love from a very practical standpoint and it's kind of like almost a transactional way of looking at relationships which isn't always like a bad thing but it's more like what can I provide for you and what can you provide for me mm-hmm. yeah it's a, of- he's, he's always trying to cast the role of his wife and the mother of his kids you know yeah like will you be sufficient yes it's like yeah they have this image of like what they want yeah yeah it's almost like they're trying to like hold auditions like not just famous people but like for Venus and Capricorn it's like okay you and you check these boxes okay so you'll make a good mother to my future children like okay and then I'll pay I'll have like this much money and like you know it's it's very like that it's very very logically minded and it's like I don't know. It's like their love language is often like just physical providing. Yeah. And like, this is very controversial to say, and like, I'm sorry if I offend anyone, please don't be mad at me. But like, when I think like, so there's rumors that Aaron Carter was involved in sex work, um, exploited, potentially probably exploiting others, potentially, we, we don't know. Um, but like, I could see Mars and Virgo and Venus and Capricorn being a good pairing for that. <laughs> yeah cold like I <laughs> mean if you're like gonna, listen how can I make some cashola <laughs> if you're gonna go into sex work yeah that that is a good those are good aspects of it of being like okay <laughs> my body's worth this much uh yeah and you can pay this and yeah I mean but really like uh you know I love my earth signs but one criticism that they have sometimes is being not is not being very emotional like or just not really just not caring like not tapping into that just being kind of like bit more like on the dry just like nope these are facts this is how I view things moving forward and yeah <laughs> not saying that everyone with the Mars and Virgo and a BSC Capricorn are going to be involved in sex work but <laughs> if you have those placements you might be good for think the, the job it. yeah think about it because yeah you know <laughs> lucrative business 
Okay, we were going to end on Aaron Carter, but we decided that was far too depressing. So we're going to round it off with a nice Bella Hadid. Don't we all love Bella Hadid? I mean, look, I actually like, I like Bella Hadid, non-ironically. Yeah, she seems like a real person. And also the like feedback about her, the the blinds, the the gossip of people who met her, like no one has a bad word to say. People say she is so beautiful in person, so kind, so warm, brings everybody in, makes you feel like a person, hugs her fans, hangs out with you all night. Like if you say hi to her, like takes pictures, like which is really like oh, yeah. an unbelievably kind write up for a celebrity. I've uh, totally like, and, and, and I believe when there's enough rumors about one thing about someone, I believe them to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've heard similar accounts, like someone who is, um, who is a model at this big modeling agency. There were like every single model was competitive and rude with me, except for Bella Hadid, who was warm and kind, like from the get-go and just looks you is like, so looks you in the eyes so personable um and you know she gets hated on a lot for her little sound bites because they are really funny like her with her accent and her with her like homie's gonna like get it and the <laughs> boy could like get it <laughs> get it it's, it gets quiet it gets quiet um yeah but if you think about that in the context of someone having like crippling social anxiety it makes sense yeah and like she you know what she's she's an LA girl like she's she's not a fucking Ivy League scholar <laughs> like she's we have to have realistic expectations she's a model from LA who's been bred to be a reality star from a young age she's gonna be like raised on one almond a day yeah, yeah like she she talks a certain way and then yeah she hangs out with fashion people and she might get a little carried away with the oh I love to be in Paris <laughs> I love the fashion show, no? But but at the same time, it's funny to think of that in the context of astrology because she's this le- she's a Libra, and Libras are like their kind of biggest criticism is them being like, "I'll be whoever you want me to be," <laughs> you know? Right. And them being totally like just playing to the crowd and playing to the people around them and just like adapting and and just trying to be like the glue in any situation, which I think is like a really beautiful quality about them but it's like they they get I think they just get so caught up in like their environment and the people around them they're like what what do you want how can I like well they they how can I make your day better they need to be liked like yeah a a sun in Libra Mercury in Libra that's gonna be like focused on being harmonious never never killing a vibe never being too much too shrill too you know harsh like just being like a a good warm vibe and then she's behind the scenes she does have that Virgo moon which is very self-critical and as someone with a lot of Libra in my charts and a Virgo moon I get that I love nothing more than external validation and being hypercritical of myself (laughs) yeah yeah it's definitely an anxiety this is like this chart says I have anxiety um it really does and yeah Libras to me are one of, if not the most anxious, prone to anxiety sign. Like truly, they're the, definitely the most anxious of all the air signs. I know Virgos are known for being anxious, and, and that can be true. But Libras definitely, like, they can just be so thrown off because they are so swept up by what's around them. Yeah, and I would have said if I had to pick the most anxiety prone sign, I would have said Virgo, and she's a Virgo rising like me, Virgo moon like you. Virgo Venus like and then so she's just Virgo and Libra there's not much else in this chart Mm -hmm. yeah 
yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of nervous energy, but it's also very caring. Like that's, that's yeah. the thing that I don't know why that's not talked about more is how caring Virgos are. Like they really are just very benevolent and nurturing. And this whole thing about them being like super, super uptight with, with all their highlighters or whatever, like that just often is not the case. Like how many people do you know that are just so such extreme type A's like even that type of personality is just not even that common. Like often they're nitpicking at themselves rather than the people around them. Yeah. There's a lot of messy Virgos out there and we need to bring awareness to that. And they're chaotic. That's the, yeah, that's, that's the thing too. The famous uh, note from Yolanda to to Bella about her messy car that was like, how did I raise you like this? Bottles everywhere. Like, and it it described her car as a scene. There was, I believe, used tampons in there. Um, Lots of empty alcohol bottles, pill bottles. It sounded like she was really going through something at that time. Well, I'm a messy car bitch and I'm not going through anything. (laughs) Yeah, but you don't have used tampons in your car. Like that, that... (laughs) Yeah. It did sound like she was, yeah. Um, and and there's definitely been rumors that you know she might do a little too much cocaine, might have a bit of a problemo with that. Um, I think that's well, it's alleged, but it's also kind of like to be assumed with any of these celebs. But I could, yeah. I, I mean, they that. all do coke, but there's the line, right? Like, well, she dated. When, she dated the weekend. Yeah, that's a huge red flag. <laughs> Who? No, but like he, you know, I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Like I. Yeah, I know. I well, I know nobody's more of a raging addict than he is, but like it, it's hard to know. And and he, when he dated Selena Gomez too, who's another very kind but person who is rumored to be, you know, always yeah. grappling with severe addiction. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah, that's the thing. For all the signs that are very like sensitive and caring, like often those are the signs like the most prone to self medicating, um, which. I don't know, whatever. Like these are just rumors. But like also, it's like Libra is the ultimate charming sign. They really are very, very charming and effusive. And I don't know if you've been keeping tabs on her TikTok lately, but there was this trend going around of like people imitating her at the gas station and she recreated it. And it was like, there's so few celebrities that are on TikTok that are actually doing it right and aren't like, oh, my record label told me to be here. Like she actually makes fun of herself in a genuine way that's endearing and Mm-hmm. yeah she's she gets I mean she is the ultimate cool girl like there's no one out there who says that she's not in person extremely cool and just has that like vibe that like it girl vibe but not in a mean girl way in a very warm inclusive way and like we stand yeah and her scandals are like yeah her talking in an accent or saying something like kind of embarrassing it's more just like her scandals are her embarrassing herself and us probably jumping on it and like holding onto it so much because of like, I don't know, jealousy or like what, you know? Yeah. And like the, the one thing that has irked me about her is the lying that she does about her work she's had done and her contribution to the beauty standard and stuff. And like, I, I find her body to be one of the more shockingly thin in Hollywood which is saying a lot like I do think she has some and I and I think she probably suffers with an eating disorder like well how could you be raised by Yolanda Hadida and not 
I know, I know. I and and then my heart goes out to her. And it, it's so hard to draw the line between where their responsibility is as a public figure and their own struggles. Like I do think she goes through a lot and I feel bad for her. But then when I hear her being like, Oh, the only work I've ever had done is a nose job when I was 16, I'm like, Well, that's not true, is it, Bella? That's not yeah, true. Yeah, and and there's a lot of debate about whether celebrities owe it to us to tell us about the work that they've done. And I think that would be nice if they were open. At the same time, if you're not going to talk about it, okay. But if you are going to talk about it and say, this is all I've had done, then don't lie to us. Exactly. It's insulting. I hate when the Kardashians try to pull like, oh, I'm Kylie. I've only had one syringe of filler in my lips. And I'm Chloe. I've only had one nose job. Kim said she's never had, she doesn't have anything in her face. She's never done anything to her face. It's ridiculous. It's insulting and it's harmful. It is actually very harmful. But whereas, yeah, whereas the Kardashians are extremely calculated and almost say that because I think they know it's going to provoke controversy because it's so obviously not the truth for Bella. I think it was, she talked about the work she had done in a Vanity Fair article, I believe. And it was in that same article that she was also just talking about the years and years where she spent hysterically crying every day in the bathroom and like barely being able to make it to work and like just being so damaged. And it just sounded like it was still with her so strongly. And I was like, you are like, it's yeah. just this like wounded she's bird. Yeah. 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 She's really suffering with like severe anxiety and like it sounds like probably like body dysmorphia and like insecurity and not wanting to be like seen and perceived and picked apart and like who can't relate to that like she's she's clearly in an industry that is really not good for her mental health yeah I mean uh who who could have good mental health in the modeling industry like who is that good for well but it's like if I can name drop someone Carly Kloss yeah that's true Carly you can have a personality type that's just that just bounces right through it and isn't destroyed by it, but not if you're Bella Hadid. Yeah, that's true. Well, but in terms of Bella Hadid, it's like this whole debate about her and unrealistic beauty standards. It's like, I don't, I'm just, I have a soft spot for her. So when she's saying, when she's lying and saying she hasn't had other work done, it, I don't think it comes from any kind of like malicious place or even like deceitful. I think it really just comes from how, unwell she feels about her appearance but that doesn't counteract the damage it actually does to people yeah that's what i'm i don't think it's ever coming from a malicious place even when the kardashians do it i think that they okay okay, well i don't think they're like i hope i harm a teen i think they're just like um i i can say this and people will believe it because i'm so beautiful um i don't know i I just think they want to get away with a lie but not harm someone and, and they, they don't want to connect with the fact that they are harming someone. And that's why they're so defensive about it. And they're like, and Kim still to this day, she just did an interview where she doubled down and was like, if, if a beauty standard is, a atta- sorry, our beauty standard is attainable because I'm attaining it. She's like, if I'm attaining it, it's attainable. Isn't it, it? works if you work it. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. What does that even it's, mean? it's like, exactly. It's meaningless. It's just like, they don't know what it's like to be relatable. They're so out of touch. They don't care. They're, they're like, on- anyone can look up Dr. Orion's phone number. It's on Google. Okay. <laughs> Everyone has access to that, to an internet. Exactly. <laughs> and like, I don't know if you saw that video where like, you could see that Kim, Kim's had like a full facelift. You could see the scars by her ears and she's had her, her filtrum shortened as well, which is when they cut into right under your nose and pull the, your lip up a little bit. The lip flip is big now. It's really big. I'm just yeah, this is this. different than a lip flip, 
but I appreciate that you're learning the terms. Um, I love that you're on the pulse. <laughs> just, just learned about it. Yeah. <laughs> Not as much as you, but <laughs> yeah, I try to really keep it informed <laughs> yeah. what the, what the kids are up to these days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Bella Hadid has a chart of just being like a, a fresh breath of air, fresh breath. Of, oh my God, why can't I breath talk today? Fresh air. Oh my God. I'm going to start that again. So, okay. So Bella Hadid has a chart that is very much, um, very lovely, flowery, very anxious and very sweet. Yeah. Very sweet, but she's her own worst enemy. Yeah. She, and I, she'll and never I would, be good enough for herself. No, no, I would, I would hate to be her or any of the Hadids for that matter. And I, and I feel for her and I'm sending her yeah. love and light. Yeah. And like, because she, we haven't even mentioned that she was set up against Gigi from the beginning as the lesser one. Like, oh, I have one beautiful daughter and one plain daughter is how Yolanda treated them and raised them. God, Yolanda's such a fucking bitch. Yeah. And, and so then, you know, Bella changed herself to fit into this beauty standard to be pretty enough to be a model. And, And so she, she has this feeling that it's, she's false, right? Like deep down, she knows like that she she had to work a lot harder than Gigi to be accepted as a model and to be accepted as beautiful and in her eyes, probably loved enough by her mother, you know, yeah. if she could be those things. Yeah. True. So yeah, we send her love and light. God bless her. And to all these people. Yeah. We wish them healing. We wish them the best. We wish them safety always. Yeah. And for you listeners, because we love you. Yeah. We love you and mm-hmm. take care of yourselves and each other in these trying times. yeah um hey have fun out there (laughs) if you can okay bye bye love you au revoir mes amours